Welcome to Beyond the Bombshell, the podcast that dives deep into the heart and soul of real life. I'm your host, Michelle Stokes, and I'm here to guide you through this empowering journey. We'll talk about real life and what it truly takes to be a strong, confident, and fulfilled woman. Join us as we rewrite the rules and celebrate the extraordinary and fierce women we all are. We'll share insights, build a space for uncomfortable conversations, and truly just embrace real life. Let's go beyond the surface and find your real life bombshell. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Bomb Show with me, Michelle. Today, I'll say almost tonight, actually, as I'm recording the sun and setting, I'm actually at one of our Airbnbs in my hometown, Fogo, Fogo Island. If you have never been, you really should add it to your bucket list for a staycation or for a little vacation if you're not here in Newfoundland. It is just spot to come and really unwind. I like to use the term stay a spell and I'll stop talking about Fogo and like my particular Airbnb in a minute but hey I can use a little advertising a little shout out but I thought it would be cool just to kind of do a little recording because a lot of you who want to get in the Airbnb or short-term industry of you know owning residential properties often come to us with questions and with excitement with hesitation with a lot of things and I have developed like a document or a little like questionnaire little things to consider that I have been sending to people who have reached out and who wanted our advice and some feedback and some you know suggestions and things to consider so I thought it'd be cool to share that with you so before I dive into that we actually have a couple Airbnb properties and we have been doing it oh my gosh I think the very first one I'd have to ask Josh for sure was pre-pandemic it might have been 2018 we had the cutest it was like my pride possession it was like my pride and joy I was so proud to have this property it was a little registered two apartment property in manuals that we actually bought off one of Josh's clients at that time. I guess it was probably five or six years ago now. It was a long time ago. They were selling it, moving out of province, and we had an idea that we should just buy it. Very minimal requirements needed. Like, it was pretty much renovated upstairs, two bedrooms upstairs. So we decided to kind of test and be guinea pigs, I think, for the Airbnb market here locally. So we Airbnb the top unit and we rented out long term the bottom unit. This is probably like a, a thing we will talk about, you know, coming, but we thought it was a really good opportunity to test the waters in the Airbnb market, but still have long term, you know, monthly income coming in the basement to make sure we always had something to fall back on. If we didn't have guests upstairs, at least we had something coming in the basement. So that's probably a tip that you should write down already. Think about it <laughs> when you're looking at properties. But we have been doing it for years. So we had that property for, I think, for a full year or two. I should have maybe reflected back on our timeline a little bit. But when we had it, we did the whole like COVID, you know, rentals. I know there was a short period where a lot of healthcare workers didn't know first when COVID hit where they should stay, where they should go. I know a lot of nursing friends, you know, were thinking, you know, do I... I think they did actually stay in their basements, like away from their family because they weren't sure if they may have had it, you know, had COVID or 
without showing symptoms. So there was a like a time frame during when we had that property that we actually offered it out. I think it was only for like $30 a night, something to just help us cover the heat and light bill really to healthcare workers to kind of crash and stay just because they didn't know if it was safe or the right thing to go home. So that property brought us a lot of pride and joy. We had photographers who use it for photo shoots. We did boudoir shoots. So a lot of things. We finally decided to renovate the basement. We had family staying in the basement apartment and a couple of friends of friends who were from home. So it, it served us really well. It did. It had a huge property. It was like a running stream on the back. And like, if you're familiar with CBS area, it was like close to like the soccer field. So we've completely renovated the basement, still do an Airbnb upstairs at this point. And we were like, debating doing airbnb in the basement as well for a one bedroom but we had clients who were shopping for a you know a new home their first home and the budget and what they wanted ticked all the boxes of our airbnb and it was like mid-covid and we're always up for opportunities and looking for opportunities so we we're like hey we can't find what you want do you want to just buy our property and they did if they're listening you know give us a shout out <laughs> i won't say your names but let us know how it's going. We have checked in. We drive by all the time. But that was our first test of Airbnb. And we offloaded it, I think, in two, two and a half years. And I, when we did that property as Airbnb, actually, I was cleaning it at first. I was just getting my feet wet in the real estate world, leaving nursing. So I, I say I had time on my hands. I didn't really. <laughs> but I was running the Airbnb, you know, platform with guests I was doing the cleaning in between Josh was the handyman and using our contractors for anything that needed to be done so we were literally like a seven minute drive from the property so it was really easy and convenient for us to manage it was it awesome no like I didn't really want to go down and clean it all the time but at that point I didn't see you know how important it was how meaningful it was how my time was very important so I should have been paying someone to do it and I realized that later but we'll get into that in a little bit but that's where our Airbnb journey started in a little we called it house on the hill is what I called it it was like this old old house but anyway it was where it all started and once we sold that one we took a little break just because you know prices have been high during COVID but always looking at you know opportunities but since then, we purchased three more properties. In the last year or two, we have one downtown. It's a little matchbox, I call it. Literally, the house is a postage stamp. It is on a piece of land at the perimeter of the property. I'll talk about maybe how that's a really big perk for us because we don't need a maintenance guy to do, you know, the ground the groundskeeping. So it's it's actually really good. And I'll talk about maybe the preferred clientele for that property as well. Versus our other two properties where, which are in rural Newfoundland in our hometowns, which we weren't, coincidentally, we weren't actually looking to buy any properties in our hometown, I think, in like both mine and Josh's hometowns. But when these two properties popped up and they were literally on the ocean, we felt like we just had to, again, opportunities appear and we were just like, let's just do it. So if you're familiar with Fogo, there's only a select few homes that are actually on the water. Every home has a view of the water, but only a select few are actually on the water side. And this property came up and it steps from my parents' house. It's like north side of Fogo, if you know, you know. 
and we couldn't turn down an opportunity and then the property we purchased in josh's hometown in wesleyville which is both are salt box houses but both are completely different the one in fogo is more modern more renovated a family lived here the one in wesleyville is still this like old school traditional salt box house and has so much character it's just super super unique so if you have not if you didn't know we own airbnbs or if you you know are just learning it please go check out spaces by stokes or pop me a dm and i'll send you links they're just are we're just really proud and it's not it's not these two properties are not about really money for us it's more or less you know we hope to break even but it's our special like it's our place you know as a place that we enjoy come and you know and visiting and we want to just share that with people when we're not here we don't want to you know close it up and not let others enjoy the views and like our communities and our hometowns when we're not here because we're not here that often we come a couple times a year so airbnb just really works well with us because we just want it people to enjoy it we just want people to experience it and it has you know been a huge success and that i think is the one of the most rewarding things about having you know investment properties and offering them through airbnb is to the joy and the reward you get when guests actually leave your reviews or send you messages after and just they are you know leaving you messages in your guest book and they're just they just really enjoy your spaces and they very like really appreciate you you know giving them the opportunity to experience it so that is definitely the biggest perk money and stuff will come later but that has been like the biggest joy for us is just you know you know our friends come family comes but random guests from all over the world, literally all over the world. We had someone in our Fogo property from LA a couple of weeks ago. So, and just, you know, overseas and all these different places. And it's just really cool to get to know these people and they have no connection. Some have connections. So that's, you know, if you're going to start it, don't just start it for the money start it because you just, you know, want, you know, an experience or, you know, just, just figure out why you want to do it. I think that would be, maybe we'll start, we'll start in, with my I'll say form you can you can you know dm me to get my you know thinking about airbnb investing form I will send you this document of questions that you can consider and think about but I think the number one thing I just said kind of lately was you know why do you want to do it like what what is your purpose like it's it's obviously very popular it's all the rave it's all the hype a lot of people are talking about it and it's super cool that you know when people have airbnbs and it's like the thing to do renovating but it takes a lot of work so make sure you're doing it for all the right reasons because frankly it's not i don't know some airbnb guests can like you know call me out it's not a quick from our experience it's not a quick money making business <laughs> like in the summer months for our rural properties especially like it is amazing you know you know what you can charge per night how many guests are coming like occupancy rates are super super high but then with these properties in the winter we really have to consider even keeping them open just because of you know lack of tourists you know people are coming for business trips and maybe hockey and stuff but it's not you know they don't charge or pay the same so it's we'll get into all those specifics in a second but yeah, if you're getting into it for money, you're you might be in the wrong business. <laughs> okay, so let's start with my document. So I always say Airbnb. Here's some things to consider. Obviously, it's really really exciting, but I like to start off first with you know what is the purpose? Why 
do you want this property or why, you know, maybe a specific, a specific property you're eyeing or maybe you're just, you know, testing the waters. My first question is always, you know, why do you want it? Do you want it strictly for business? Do you want it business and personal? Do you want to do it? You know, it's your little cottage, your little getaway. And you're like, oh, so you'll just Airbnb it when you aren't here. Like, what is your, your sole purpose of the property? And that's just some something for you to think about. I think the biggest thing we often tell people to consider and think about is when you're looking at specific properties, once you figure out you want to do it, why you want to do it, all the good things, like, you know, get your head on straight. You know, the biggest thing we liked to like encourage people when they're looking at specific properties is to find properties. And like, we are not practicing what we preach clearly with our Fogo and Wesleyville properties, but with our clients, with our clients and people who just ask us for opinions, we really like to encourage people to look at properties that would work for short-term and long-term rentals. So if, you know, short-term rentals, Airbnb is really the route you want to go. We really encourage people when they're looking at properties to look at properties that would potentially have great occupancy and great rates and, you know, a really good success on Airbnb, but also have the option to fall back on long-term rentals if Airbnb does not work out. So, you know, if for us, if for example, in our rural properties, we may not be practicing what we're preaching, it would be ideal to find a teacher to put in our properties from September to the end of May. That may be a route that we may take or maybe the end of June. You know, in the coming years, we'll see just because we'll talk about, you know, what it looks like in the winter in a minute. But if Airbnb falls, through the cracks if you know some legislation which is coming next year you know really puts a hurdle on the airbnb market or you know staycations just die off like just to have that long-term option to fall back on is really really important i wouldn't want to help or to encourage anyone to go buy a property for airbnb and it actually not be a great option for long-term rental so it's something super, super important. And, you know, you may not know that answer. And when we bought our properties in Fogo and Wesleyville, we kind of prepared ourselves to know that, you know, the only long term, quote unquote, that we would actually probably allow would be someone like a teacher who's here, you know, during the off season. We wouldn't want to have someone here during the summer. So then we can't use it. So that, you know, restricts us a little bit. Maybe, But, but maybe you're in the same boat. Just something to really consider because... If for some reason, you know, the whole world shuts down again and you want to put someone in the property to help cover the bills and help cover, you know, the mortgage and stuff, just having that to fall back on is really, 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 I think, important. I think the next thing, once you, you know, figure out why you truly want to do it, personal business, business personal, if it's all business, if you are looking at properties and you understand that it's important to have, you know, the option to do short term and long term, you know, next step would be before you dive in, maybe looking at properties, it would be area. I had someone reach out to me a couple of weeks ago about like a property in Dildo. And like right now, like I'm not from Dildo. I don't know a whole lot about it. <laughs> I just go there because the brewery's there and that's what has made it super, super popular. So my question to her and my question to you, if you're thinking about a specific area, maybe you're open area, which is great. But if you're thinking about a specific area, if it's not in the hub of a city, because a lot of Airbnbs are on the outskirts of town, especially for here in Newfoundland, because people just want like a little mini getaway. 
I would question and just make sure that the town or the area you choose, it just, it has some significance to you. So for example, I'm not sure where she's from and I just wanted to make sure like, you know, what, why dildo? Like this property was super, super cute. Again, ocean, like anything with the ocean I love. But my question was, you know, I'm not sure if you're from dildo or not, or if you're from that specific area, would you frequent would you go there yourself it's not very far from town so that's great but you know on a regular basis would you travel out there and you know maximize and use the property if that is what you want to do and my next question was for this particular town because it do have a brewery it's like if the brewery were to close which i don't think this is not a prediction but just something to really consider would that town still be a hub for staycationers and for tourists and for you know, people going out for staycations and for overnights and stuff, just something to really consider because when we look at our two properties from like Wesleyville to Fogo, Fogo has always been like a tourist hub. It's always been super, super popular. You have to take a ferry. So normally there's no day trips. It's like you come for the night. So for us here during like peak season, we know there will be tourists all the time. Wesleyville, not as much because, you know, people can just travel through. They can do a day trip. You know, there's lots of places between Gander, Clarenville, you know, Terra Nova, that people can stay. And they're not going just to New West Valley or Wesleyville. Now, we have had great success. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, that was just something we really considered. So when you're looking at location, if you're thinking like outside of town, in any rural areas, really, I would just want to caution anyone who has like you know, no, you're not familiar with the town, you know, you don't go there right now, you don't have any family or anything out there, just really like, consider that because I'll go into, you know, the next part of area is like, is there a connection? You know, do you have family there? Like I just said, like it's one of the biggest and most important things when you open an Airbnb that I've learned is that you really need people like within like a walking distance or short drive of the property because you know, you need a cleaner, obviously, and you can hire them. You can get a groundsman, like a contractor. You can get, you know, someone, a handyman to come and do things at breaks. But you truly need someone who treats your property kind of like your own. They need to be your eyes and ears if you aren't there. It's different if you were like our first property in town. And we were going there. We were checking on it and stuff. But we're, you know, we're talking three and four hours away from our two rural properties right now. Plus a ferry ride. So like we aren't here. We need you know our housekeepers and our our cleaners and our grounds people to be our eyes and ears and to let us know if there's anything that needs to be changed or fixed or updated or if something's running low like you need that support so that's a, that kind of plays off and like leans off of the area question because if you aren't close if you aren't going to be the one cleaning and checking in on it which i advise you not to we'll get to that in a second you really need staff and, you know, people here to be your eyes, ears, cleaners, to be, to be everything. So that's just like a caution, extra caution or extra things to consider when you're looking at like where you want to purchase. And on area, last piece of it area is, you know, resale. If you want to offload this property, how hard and how easy will it be? And you might not know that. That's where like we come in. That's where we come in. We kind of give you our professional opinion and just give you some advice and you know we can't make a decision for you but we can give you what we suggest and you know how confident we are in that area so that's you know just a lot on area it's super 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 important i kind of just ran into like the logistics for the day today so learning from experience 
if you are the host, so you're managing everything on Airbnb, if you are organizing all the cleaners, if you are ordering all the supplies, if you are replying to all the guest inquiries and questions and all of the things, it's a full-time job. If you have one property, maybe not. But if you're thinking about multiple, if you're thinking about building a portfolio, it is a full-time job. There are property managers out there that can, you know, I caution say property managers. I feel like it's Airbnb managers because it's, I've learned that it feels like there's two different things. A property manager is someone who manages a property, who does everything. He only, he or she only reached out to you when you need to like sign a check, like they are fixing things or, you know, making sure there's tenants or, you know, doing the grass or doing the snow clearing or doing all the things. But an Airbnb manager is someone who, you know, replies to guests, coordinates with cleaners, can order supplies. So it's almost like... I think we lack it a little bit, maybe. Maybe someone has it. Let me know. But we need a combo of both. But you, what I'm trying to get at is you can't hire someone to set up your Airbnb site to reply to all, you know, guest inquiries and all questions and all issues when they're here. And you can, they can, like, coordinate cleaners and stuff for you. So that that is there. So if you want to take, you know, take advantage of that, like, go for it. We did do it for a short time, and now I'm kind of back doing it. But I think it's just because I really want to set up a system to hire someone full-time to do it for me. So we'll so pause on that. That might come and that might be a project in the coming months. But, you know, you need someone who cleans, obviously. And you need more than one cleaner because if someone's on vacation or someone has an appointment or something happens, like you need backup. You need someone to do snow clearing if you're open in the winter. And it's not just, you know, when a guest is coming. Like really you need to do snow clearing every time there's a snowfall because you don't want, you know, a, a month to go by and then all of a sudden, you know, there's six inches, I don't know, a foot of snow frozen on your front step and you can't get it gone. So snow clearing, grass, you know, some breaks, you need to be, you know, if something leaks, you need to have those people readily available and you need time to do it. That kind of runs through my questions. There are like apps and platforms to like, that we can definitely suggest and refer to you for, you know, what is the going rate? What is a good nightly rate? What should I charge for cleaning fees what you know what fees does airbnb you know charge me should i not be on airbnb should i have my own website like all these things like if you have any questions or whatever like feel free like pop us a dm we're more than happy to share like our experience and just give you a little bit of guidance and we're not like the professional know-it-alls but we've been doing it for five or six years we've learned a thing or two we have i talked about a lot about our rural properties and how I find I'm, I'm just a little bit more stressed about those properties because we aren't here as much. So I feel like there's a lot more responsibility on our housekeepers because they are the ones that are here on a day to day. So lots of times they are the runners for us and they pick up extra things and we're really appreciative of that. So we try and thank them usually in money, but like just so you kind of are aware in town, our little potion stamp, I call it, it's downtown. So again, it was a really good find. It's a two-unit home, and like I said, there's no grass. It's literally just on the plot, so we have no extra expenses expenses for someone to do, like, lawn care or groundskeeping, which is great. It's a two-unit, so one bedroom, one bath in each unit, and all above ground, and it was just a super, super good find for us, and we thought, well, hell, why not? And with that particular property, what we decided to do, we rent one unit, top unit, second floor, long-term. So we always have her monthly rental income coming in, which covers most of the mortgage. And then the ground level unit, which is a little bit more renovated, we decided that we would do that one as Airbnb. 
and to just try it out let's do both we know that if you know the airbnb doesn't work out we can definitely do long term in the in the bottom unit as well but airbnb has been very great and very successful um basically for that property it's it's really i think it's cool for you to understand like who your ideal client and who your idea like ideal guest is because when we look at our wesleyville and fogel properties we know as staycationers as tourists as people who want to go hiking and people who just want to read and have coffee and have the wood stove lit but like our property in St. John's is like, I probably wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, there's, there's only one bedroom. So I wouldn't be able to go there with my kids. So we know it's, it's tourists, it's students, it's, it's people who are coming, who want to explore the city, who want to be walking distance to downtown, who need just a safe, comfortable, fully equipped property to come back to and sleep and eat and get energized and just go out and enjoy our city again like that. We know it. You know, there's lots of properties in town that have four and five bedroom spas and have hot tubs. That's a totally different experience. So it's really important that when you're looking at properties that you you realize, like, who who is your guest? Like, you know what I mean? We obviously don't charge a whole lot for our property in St. John's because of one bedroom unit. And we know that people are seriously just going there to, you know, sleep, freshen up, maybe eat, and then they're out again exploring I think maybe some people may use it too for like medical appointments because it's a very affordable nightly rate. But yeah, just that's probably a piece I'm going to add to my add to my questionnaire here is, you know, who, you know, when you're looking at properties, who do you want your ideal guest to be? Because that will reflect what kind of property you buy. And if you don't really have that figured out right away, like when you look at properties, it'd be a good idea for you to understand who would actually stay there. So you can like advertise to those people and market to those people and price it in a way and stage it and decorate it in a way that appeals to them. So that's 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 all. That's a deep dive. That's things that you is very you know property specific. But something that's really important. That I'm going to add actually to my sheet right now because we can help with that. So just a re- we covered from the Airbnb. First off is your why. Why do you want to start it? Is it money? Is it personal? Is it business? Is it a mix of both? Do you want your happy place and want to share it with others? Next is location is, you know, things to consider is, is it a special place to you? Is it a place you would frequent? Is there something there in that community right now or that area that is, you know, drawing tourists, drawing staycationers, that if that were to go, would it still be a great place to have an Airbnb? Third point is try and make sure you can fall back on long term if you absolutely can. Just, you know, just as a safeguard, just as something, you know, to give you reassurance that if Airbnb doesn't work, you have something to fall back on. Tip number four is, again, it kind of plays off area. Make sure you have the core four people, someone who's, you know, housekeepers too. You need a handyman. You need a grounds, you need a groundskeeper. You need a runner just to make sure supplies and stuff are there if you aren't within like driving distance or you can't use like Amazon Prime to order stuff. And number five is to understand and know your ideal guest or client or who's going to be staying there to make sure you can market and appeal to them so if you are thinking considering are excited you know want to get in the airbnb world or short-term or long-term rental world or maybe you already are and you have some questions still or you want some you know talk through some situations or whatever like we're here we're we're we are like knees deep in the airbnb world with we have three doors with three properties in Airbnb and one long term. So if you have any questions, any concerns, if you 
want to like bounce off some ideas or anything, we are here. I am here to listen and we'll chat soon. Bye. That wraps up another inspiring episode of Beyond the Bombshell. I hope our time together has ignited a fire within you to embrace your authentic self and show up fearlessly. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to continue this empowering conversation, make sure you subscribe to Beyond the Bombshell on your favorite podcast platform and join our community of fierce women who are rewriting the rules and embracing their unique journeys. Connect with me on social media at Bombshell Babes Club, where we can continue to uplift and support each other to share beyond the bombshell moments and let's inspire others to embrace their true selves. Remember, you are more than what meets the eye. You are a force to be reckoned with. Keep shining, keep growing, and keep embracing the extraordinary woman that you are. Until next time, stay real and keep going beyond the bombshell.